live from the mysterious mist enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Greetings, everybody, all across the Fruited Plain. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And we want to welcome you to yet another episode of The Big Show. I'll tell you what, Emily, today we've got an excellent topic. It's one of those topics that is interesting no matter what, but probably a lot more fun to talk about than to experience firsthand. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit on the strange or weird side. Is that any fun to experience firsthand? Well, it can be, when, in hindsight, when you get to tell a story. Well, we're talking today about creepy behavior. You know, people who just are creepers, okay? And I think that is something that's very off-putting for most people in real life. It's a lot of fun maybe to talk about after the fact. It's one of those things where we might say to ourselves, you know, we're all going to laugh about this later. But especially women on dates, when they encounter someone creepy, it feels threatening, doesn't it? Oh, no, it's definitely on the scary side. I would say that we have at least, all of us have dated at least one person this way. Well, I'm a guy, and I've dated at least one woman who was really creepy. More than one, actually. So it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I guess guys experience it too, huh? Well, being creepy is not gender-specific. I mean, you may read online about so many horror stories from women in particular, because I think women are probably more freaked out and scared by what happens and need to vent about it. I think guys might just shrug it off, but I don't think being creepy is gender-specific at all. True, but I would think that most of you guys are more concerned about coming across as creepy. Yeah, I think that's true. I think we've been conditioned to want to avoid looking creepy at all costs. And the funny part about that, perhaps the ironic part about all that, is I think it's probably guys who are least likely to be creepy who are most worried about coming off that way. Because obviously, if you're creepy, you either want to be that way or you completely lack self-awareness or something, right? Well, true. And I would imagine as women, we're just too perfect to be creepy. (laughs) No, no, no. We've already established it's not gender specific. (laughs) Well, I would think most of us think that we cannot be creepy. I mean, I would imagine most women go to a date thinking that we're going to come across just fine. Well, I think most people in general feel that way. Or they're worried they won't come off the way they want to in an attractive, winsome manner. But I think when people are concerned about, oh, God, don't be creepy, it's more because they're inside their head too much. It's kind of like the first time I was ever on a big radio show nationwide, I was thinking thoughts like, oh, my God, what if I erupt into temporary Tourette syndrome and start dropping F-bombs, you know, because I can't help myself? It's just an irrational fear for most people. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Well, let's talk about what some of these creepy attributes are and make sure that we don't have them. Yeah, after what I just said, half the audience is going, yeah, that's creepy, McKay. (laughs) Why are you thinking like that? (laughs) Yeah, let's define what creepy is to begin with. You're the woman in the room, I hope, last I checked. And I want to hear your definition of creepy before I give mine. Well, for me, creepy would be anything outside the norm, something that would make me feel unsafe, like you're going to somehow hunt me, stalk me, and rape me. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of any behavior that's non-standard, like socially unusual or even unacceptable would be creepy. Or pushy for that matter. Well, pushiness can be creepy because most normal people know better than to be pushy. But I think creepiness doesn't necessarily have to be 
physically threatening, like this guy's going to rape me. It can just be really weird. Like you don't know what to do with this person. Or they said something, did something, made some gesture that just doesn't make sense in normal social context. I don't know. Every time I thought of a guy who's creepy, I always felt unsafe. Well, I think it has that effect on you. But I don't think the person necessarily has to be violent to be creepy. No. Not that you said that. Right. But still, being unsafe or feeling awkward or weird or like you're going to be stuck with this person. I know at times on the dance floor and I happen to dance with a guy and all of a sudden he has become Velcro. (laughs) I can't can't get him off of me. Um, I didn't feel unsafe, but it was awkward and weird because it's like. You just want to be stuck to somebody like this. Like the cat in Pepe Le Pew cartoons. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's a good impression of that. Yes. Well, is Pepe Le Pew creepy? Creepy enough that he's been canceled, as have all <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoons from that era, basically. Yes, but you see, with Pepe Le Pew, you have the one thing that you don't have in real life, is you know that Pepe had no bad intentions. Yeah, he's charming he's and creepy charming at the same cute. time. Yes. <laughs> but in real life, that would be creepy because you wouldn't know his intent. Well, a Pepe Le Pew cartoon is ironic humor on purpose. He loves the kitty cat. He loves romance. And he's trying to do the right thing. But it's just too much, dude. Back off. Right? (laughs) Too desperate. Too pushy. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. We've established that creepy behavior is non-standard behavior. I would also say that if you have thinly veiled bad intentions for real, and you're trying to come off as if your intentions are better, that's also creepy. Well, a good example of that, I I was out at a nightclub, and this guy was insisting that I take a drink. And I kept refusing it because I wasn't drinking that night. I was sticking to water, and I didn't know this guy. He was like, here, have a drink. He was thinking, I'm going to be nice and give this woman a free drink. You know, just take the drink. And I wouldn't. And that pushiness, that insistence that I take the drink was really awkward, weird, and scary. All right. Well, you know what? We can talk about classic examples of people being creepy. And it certainly would be fun to talk about the times people, uh, for example, in my life, opened up a medicine vial in front of me and dumped all her kidney stones into her hand for me to look at after saying she gets kidney stones all the time. I mean, that is creepy behavior on a first date. That's something most people would think, okay, maybe not. You mean that's not sexy? (laughs) Oh, your (laughs) kidney stones are so sexy, honey. Give me that calcium, baby. No, none of that's going to be normal, okay? And if a guy just starts talking about something that just doesn't make any sense, or the aliens came to his home last night and abducted him, but at least he was back in time for the date tonight. You know, that would probably be really off-putting. Well, there's no probable there. It would be off-putting. <laughs> or that there is a restraining order on him. Yeah, who would announce that? <laughs> I've had that happen. Someone announced that on yes. the first date. I have a restraining order on And he has a hydroencephalitis. Yes, yes. Oh, wonderful things. Well, you know, in that vein, I think sometimes people feel like they have to disclose all the worst things about them almost as a first impression. Otherwise, they're not being honest. People do that on online dating profiles all the time. Okay, before we go any further, I'm missing one half of my ring finger on my left hand. If that doesn't bother you, read on. It's like, why would that have to be the first thing the person had to express? I think they forgot you need to have your best foot forward first. And then if this was to turn into a relationship or potential relationship, then you could start to reveal the things that would be important for them to know. Until then, it's nobody's business. 
And indeed, it comes off a little bit creepy because why would anybody do that? Most quote-unquote normal people are thinking, why would someone say all those bad things? Why would someone leave with something negative? Although, you know, if creepiness is non-standard behavior, a lot of people do that. It's like it's almost become standard to leave with something that's negative like that. I don't know. Maybe they're looking for approval, that they're okay the way they are. Yeah, but it's still non-standard to me in terms of, well, functional human psychology that someone would start with something negative, whether it's on a first date, on an online profile, or whatever. But I think we make a good point here because sometimes what isn't creepy to us, what may seem normal to us, will come off that way to someone else. And that in and of itself is kind of scary. What if I think I'm being normal and everybody else thinks I'm creepy? What do you do with that? I know, right? Not to strike fear into absolutely normal people's hearts who are listening to this, but I mean, it's happened before. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's talk about how we can be not creepy or things that would result in creepiness. For example, going on a date, you know, taking somebody to a quiet place and you don't know each other yet, that could be a little creepy. Just in and of itself? Well, yes. If you don't know each other very well, you kind of wonder if... Remember, this is about safety and security for women. Always. Right. And I remember being invited to, like, guys' apartments. And, you know, sometimes I felt safe enough to do so. But there were times where I didn't feel safe. Well, I think if it isn't announced ahead of time and the guy hasn't made enough of an effort to put the woman at ease, then it's going to feel uneasy to the woman that he put her in that position. Yes. And then if he continues pushing the issue, then it really gets creepy. Right, exactly. Okay, so let's give a sample scenario. I told you that I'm going to take you out on this nice date, and you can expect, either by default or perhaps even because I said so, that other people are going to be around, uh, I'll make you feel perfectly safe, etc. And then what happens is whenever you meet with her, wherever that is, she feels like she's in a dark alley and nobody's around it and anything can happen, and then all of a sudden you turn into an octopus. Well, that's creepy. It's non-standard because it was unexpected. Well, yes. So anytime a guy sees that a woman's feeling uneasy, that's when it's time to back off and do something that she will feel safe and she'll warm up again. Yeah, I think so. As long as you're willing to acknowledge, hey, you know what? My bad. This is a situation where I wasn't expecting this outcome. Let's go somewhere where you're going to feel safer. Yes. Right. Now, on a lighter note, What about farts and burps? Are they creepy? What? No? Where did that come from? I went in a different direction. Talk about weird and creepy, right? Do you know what's creepy? What's that? The fact that we're just over 10 minutes into this podcast and you're already talking about burping and farting. (laughs) I'm already creeped out a little bit and I've known you for like 17 years. (laughs) You know, I can do that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You're full of surprises after all these years. Burping and farting, like, in public, in front of people, is absolutely creepy. Well, me. When you don't know anybody, especially farting. I think I've only been in public one time in my entire life, and it was at a Burger King restaurant, when this big old lady just lifted up her left cheek and blew a <laughs> fart at the whole restaurant. I think that's only happened one time in my entire life. But yeah, bodily functions, burping, farting, uh, spontaneous combustion, you know, things like that would be really creepy if they happened when you didn't know the person. But I mean, here at Casa McKay, we've known each other quite a while, and we function away at each other, for lack of a better way to put it. So what exactly is the context you're referring to here? Well, if you, I'm talking about first-time dates, or the first time that you meet each other, and, you know, something, noise happens. (laughs) It could be awkward. 
Well, I mean, are you intentionally going, excuse me, and ripping one off, without, <laughs> maybe even without saying excuse me on a first date? Or is this something that just is going to be classified under the file of world's most embarrassing moment, capitalized, because it happened in the context of a first date? I mean, the latter has to be forgivable. It would almost be creepy to unload on this person for making such a mistake. That would be the creepy person, the person who overreacted and basically threw a hissy fit over it. Although I wouldn't blame them for not having a second date. But, you know... Depends on how bad the wind smelt. <laughs> well, show me the person whose farts don't stink, and I will show you someone who you should probably marry. I mean, that's marriage <laughs> material right there. No, but I totally agree. I mean, those things are forgivable. But, you know, you can't help but wonder that when you go on a date and those accidents happen and you didn't get the second date, you're wondering, well, did I creep them out? The answer is probably not. It had to be something else. Well, I've been out with women, and I've been around a greater number of women. Okay, the number of women I was actually out on a date with is the subset of the number of women I'm about to refer to, who were cute, sweet, adorable, maybe even sexy, and just ripped off a belch right there in front of everybody, thinking they were one of the guys. I mean, there's a certain female personality type that weirdly, perhaps creepily, is more able to get away with that socially than perhaps even a guy would. I mean, if you're a guy, that would be really boorish just to burp in front of people. But sometimes really cute, sexy women have been known to do that, and the guys think they're even a cooler girl because they did that. Oh, but inside we're just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. That's just awful. But well, it really isn't. Well, I mean, if she's mortified by it, it probably was a mistake. I'm talking about women who will do it you know, like a drunken sailor and think it's cool with one of the guys. <laughs> well, that's a unique personality, yeah. Right. So it's either creepy or it's not, depending on the person who can carry it. That's an interesting viewpoint. If you're super confident, if you're super consistent, then you can pull off being a little bit, dare I say, eccentric, you know, different than perhaps other people without being creepy about it. I mean, some of the greatest personalities you've ever known weren't exactly like everybody else, but at least they seemed relatively psychologically normal and were consistent in who they were. That is so true. What about releasing baggage on somebody? That's normal. I mean, that's normal first date behavior. You're going to meet someone, you're going to go to a restaurant, and then you're going to sit there and talk about all your exes, all your disasters, all the- Red flags. Red flags, the worst moments ever, right? That would be a nightmare of a date. No, it is a nightmare of a date. What do you do when you encounter somebody like that? Well, you try to change the subject. You say, hey, you know what? We have plenty of time. This is the first date. We don't even know each other. Let's relax, have fun, just to see if we like each other. Let's talk about positive things. And let's save all the talk about baggage, et cetera, and bad experiences for some other time. Although, that would indicate there's going to be another time when perhaps you haven't made that decision yet. You're absolutely right. That's a great segue to possibly there's another date. This is going well. But it isn't going well if you're talking about baggage. You're trying to steer it in the other direction. Well, you're trying to save or salvage this opportunity. Because you're hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people talk about baggage on first dates that it's not only forgivable, but if you have a little bit of vision, just a modicum of vision, you can look and see, okay, this is a person I'm hoping for the best with here. I think they're probably normal under all this as opposed to creepy. And if we get things going in a more positive direction, there's more likely to be a second date. 
Well, not only that, but when we're nervous, sometimes we tend to talk too much and just blab and say things we shouldn't say. And we just need someone to calm those nerves and help us realize it's okay. (laughs) And the next thing you know, we've stumbled into the creepy neighborhood because we didn't (laughs) shut up because we were nervous. (laughs) Kept walking until we ended up in the bad street. (laughs) So let's talk about some situations where someone may come across as creepy, perhaps without intending, or even if they were intending, it's easily corrected. It's easily put back on the right path. Let me throw out two examples very quickly. First of all, when a guy is Mr. Nice Guy. Remember, we talked about kind of thinly veiled intentions. He's going out with a woman. He's spending a lot of money on her. He's agreeing with everything she says, but really he just wants to get in her pants. This is a huge number of men. That creeps women out, right? That's because we can read right through that. We know exactly what's going on. This is a transaction rather than a pleasant date. Now, why would that classify as creepy per se? Well, you'd feel like, you know, he's trying to buy you, you know, like you're a prostitute. He just wants you in bed for sex and, you know, take you a nice dinner and buy you nice gifts. He thinks that this is going to make that happen. And all she thinks is, oh, that's just creepy because he doesn't see me for who I am as a great person. Well, what would be the less creepy way of going about it if you're a guy listening to this show? Well, caring about me and getting to know me as a human being first. And ironically enough, that might lead to two people being very horny (laughs) Yeah, more quickly. Why don't so many guys understand that? It's like this creepy behavior is the normal behavior out there. Well, we've been trained in this society to think about ourselves and our needs, and we forget there's another human being that's with us. Yeah, we're all about what we want, and we're so worried about our agenda that we forget the other person is actually human, not a robot who is going to make a decision based on purely objective garbage-in, garbage-out input. Well, in that case, a robot can do just fine. Yeah, we're getting to that point where you can actually go buy a robot who'll do whatever you want, no matter how creepy you are. Wouldn't that be creepy, too? Well, yeah, guys with sex robots are definitely creepy. I'm not sure we'll ever get out of that phase of our societal perception. Matter of fact, I hope we don't. Can you imagine what that would bode for society? If it was normal to have a robot who would just do your bidding, no matter how creepy you got, you know what would happen? We'd all get creepier because it was okay. That's creepy. Well, that's because it's all about self and my needs and what my wants are and not realizing in real life with real human beings, there's another person with thoughts and feelings and emotions and needs and wants. Well, you know, that's better. Although try to tell everybody in the world, literally nowadays, that Actually interacting with people face-to-face is better than interacting with them behind your smartphone. I mean, we've already kind of jumped the shark on that one. Mm, I'd rather have the touch, the feel, the real sensation. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, especially in a dating romantic context. Absolutely. Although someone's creepy at you online, that's not as bad as them feeling you up offline. Uh, Yeah, well, online, it's easy to hit the escape button. The block button. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas in real life, hitting the escape button is a little bit challenging sometimes, which is why we have our girlfriends give us a call to make sure that everything's going okay on the date so that if it's not, we can, you know, make an excuse to 
to end this soon. Or you give the help me, rescue me face to your girlfriend at the bar. Right, subtle, right. Can we get out of here? You know, help me. You know, that one. Or motion another guy to like, hey, you know, can you ask me out to dance? You know, can you like rescue me? I've had that happen. Yeah. I mean, that really catches us off guard as guys when a woman comes over and says, I don't know you at all, but can you come rescue me? Weirdly, that's not creepy to us. Good men understand what's going on there. Oh, good. Because I've done that a few times. Now, speaking of creepy people, though, remember, I promised two examples. Okay. And I'm actually going to give two more. But the second one still relates to men more often. Let's say you're a macho guy. You come off as really masculine. You drive a diesel pickup truck, have a beard, talk like this, you know, and you're scared of women. And you don't know what to say to them. And you're tongue-tied and you get all nervous. Women are going to see that visual persona and then get the vibe of your personality And they're going to think this doesn't match up. And perhaps ironically to the guy who was trying not to mess up, it's going to come off as creepy. Yes, we need consistency. Without it, it's like something's not right. It's like math. If one and one doesn't add up to two, something's wrong. Yeah, and then it becomes creepy because it's non-standard. It doesn't make sense. Therefore, it's creepy. Yeah, we need everything to align and make sense. Because if it doesn't, it's like, you know, what's going to jump out at us and scare us? Right. So, I mean, when it comes to men... We're better off if we like women, respect women, and are pretty upfront about how we're enjoying the date, how we're enjoying you as company, and even when the timing is right, that we're attracted and maybe we'd like to kiss you. Yeah, that's all a lot better than trying to hide from it, because hiding from it feels like we're not being genuine, that something is non-standard, this isn't the flow of things, or the absolute kiss of death, this guy just doesn't get it, which is creepy. Which is weird because we don't understand what's going on or why things aren't turning out the way we want. Sometimes we're waiting and we're waiting and that kiss isn't happening and we're like, why? We don't understand. Oh man, what a great point. It is really frustrating to us as guys, Emily, that if we move too quickly sexually, we're creepy. But if we don't move sexually at all soon enough, we're also creepy. Explain. Well, you know, when the timing's right, go for it. But the problem is, you know, when guys are afraid that if they're too pushy, purposely trying to delay, and you keep doing it for too long, you're overthinking it. Yeah, but when is the right time? When is that one precise moment in time? Where is that window in time, maybe even, you know, if you don't want to get too precise and really pressure these guys, where is that moment when I'm not creepy anymore? And I'm not about to become creepy by having sat on my hands too long. Well, if you're paying attention to her cues and things are going great, you're getting along, you're, you know, both laughing and everything's going great and you're looking forward to the next time that you get to see each other, things are going well. That's the time to do it. Right. And then maybe you can take a little walk to somewhere romantic and she's with you and you hold hands first. You know, you offer your hand and she takes it. Then you stop, square up, tilt your head and the kiss happens. Right. But if at any point she gives you the cue that she pulls away, you know, that's not the right time. But if things are going well and she's accepting it and she's, for that matter, she's touching you. That's another cue. Pay attention to what she's doing, what she's saying. She'll let you know with those little hints. Now, that was a wonderful segue to that third example I was going to offer because I was going to turn the tables and talk about when women are creepy to us. (laughs) <laughs> we are never creepy. <laughs> oh, yes, you can be. And I wonder how many guys are going to nod their heads, raise their hand, and go, oh, yeah, I'm in total agreement when I utter what I'm about to say. 
if there's a woman, okay, and mm-hmm. she seems reasonably attractive, like she wouldn't have a hard time getting men, and she just turns up the heat, turns up the volume, throws herself at you, and is saying, you know, you and I are destined to be soulmates and to be in love, and she just dropped in your DMs, you haven't even met her yet, that is creepy. That is creepy. Any woman who comes on too strong, too soon, she's going to come across as creepy. Now, here's where I'm going to throw even more coal on this fire. A lot of guys think they want that. They'll even respond to these crazy women online who are just scamming them because they want the attention or they're starving for attention or it's been too long. And they try to believe this, even though they know it's too good to be true, when in reality, no woman in her right mind no non-creepy sane woman, right, would ever do that because she knows it's going to get her nowhere but in trouble. Well, any woman who has self-worth and who has self-esteem would not do that. So if a woman's throwing herself at you and acting as if she's Velcro and she must tie you down and make you marry her, that's scary. Yeah, being tied down with Velcro is like a double whammy. (laughs) Although some guys might like being tied down. With Velcro, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, reminds me of the old David Letterman show when he put himself in a Velcro suit and threw himself against a wall of Velcro. Yeah. And he stuck. Yeah, that was epic. But not on a first date. (laughs) No. Definitely not on a date, period. (laughs) Yeah, so let's sum all this up. If you are actually taking an interest in the other person, if you're tapping the brakes a little bit instead of running headlong into a relationship or trying to have sex too quickly, if you're not being pushy, if you're relaxing, if you're getting to know the other person – and you're establishing some sense of normalcy and not letting your nerves and you being all wadded up inside your head get to you in the moment, you're probably going to be less creepy. It also helps to be sane and not under the care of a psychiatrist while doing so. Yes, and being consistent, all of that, all of that comes together. Yeah, indeed. So if you're listening to this show and would like to know more and you're of the female persuasion, Please visit scottandemily.com front slash podcast, where you can download free goodies, get in on our free newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. If you're a guy and you're listening to this, go to mountaintoppodcast.com, where you can also get in on lots of free downloads, including my book, Sticking Point Solved, which has a chapter, a brief chapter, mind you, on just about every single situation you've ever asked about when it comes to succeeding with women. On either scottandemily.com front slash podcast or mountaintoppodcast.com, you can click the big red button in the upper right-hand corner. If you're on a desktop computer, it'll just be kind of front and center for you if you're on a smartphone. And get on our calendars to talk to us free for 25 minutes. Won't cost you a dime. Whether you talk to Emily or me or both of us, you'll find that we're down to earth. We're exactly who you expect us to be. And we'll talk about your situation right now and where you want to be and the kind of relationship you would like to have in your life. All that and more is there for you at either scottandemily.com front slash podcast or mountaintoppodcast.com. And uh, remember, my name Scott is with one T. So that was a pretty good conversation. I think we summed up what creepy looks like without getting into too many application-specific examples, because after all, Emily, that would have been a little creepy of us. <laughs> I know, right? We, we have far too many stories, and as everybody else does, too. Yeah, not only romantic ones, but like <laughs> you know, creepy they, people everywhere. They kind of make life interesting. Yeah, as long as they're not threatening. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's another thing. You don't have to be threatening to be creepy. You just have to be a little weird. Either way, 
you're not going to get a second date, right, Emily? No, absolutely not. Yeah, there's the mic drop for you right there. Until we talk to you again real soon, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good out there. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.